Welcome to the Midlife Midsters podcast, your podcast for inspiration on being bold and saying yes to making the most of midlife. So we're going to be talking about how to make midlife your time, where you can focus on things that are exciting and meaningful and important to you, including how to tap into your sense of adventure, how to be comfortable being your real self, and how to connect with other women in a genuine way. We're so glad you joined us for our very first episode where we share how a vacation with girlfriends turned out to be a life-changing experience. So before we jump in, we'd like to introduce ourselves and tell you what we've been saying yes to. So I'm going to turn it over to Marianne since she is the midster that started it all. Sure, thank you. I am Marianne Lyles. I'm in my mid-50s. I find myself in a very sweet spot in life today, transitioning from a work life of 30 plus years, raising my children, to now diving into more new things, adventurous things, but also some challenges I didn't have time for before that I now have time for. And I'm Leslie Ann. I'm 61. I like to think of myself as in, in order, wife, mother, lawyer, photographer, and friend. And um, friends to all of you and friends, lots of other wonderful women that I know. Um, I actually said yes about five years ago to letting my hair go gray. And that was the first step in really embracing this part of life and trying to sort of reach in middle age a real authentic sense of self. Um, I love dogs. I'm hoping that when I retire, I can become a dog photographer. <laughs> And I'm also hoping to have a lot more adventures with my friends, doing things that I value and that I enjoy, um, which is a little bit different than the earlier stage of life when everything was really focused on doing what the family, what would be rewarding for the family. Now I want to do what's rewarding to me. I'm Marla. I'm 61 and two years divorced, almost three years um, past a bout of cancer and really focusing on what drives me what makes me tick, and and embracing those things, recognizing that connections with people and my relationships is what motivates me in every aspect of my life, and embracing that as I explore new challenges and saying yes to gardening and sailing and dating. I'm Carmen. I just turned 50 in the last year. And I'm at a place where I'm the only one who still has a kid at home. So I'm in this very mixed place of being excited, really excited about empty nest and also a little bit nervous about it because it's defined my life for the last 20 years. As I look to the next chapter, I'm super excited about being able to work on my business on my terms, finally getting to do work on my terms. And um, it's a real intellectual boost for me. And doubling down on health and fitness, I was a um, college athlete. And so being able to get back to that and put into the time, put the time and the energy into it that I used to have is really exciting. And then being able to hang out with my friends a lot more than I have been for the last 20 years. Hi, I'm Michelle. I'm 58. I am an empty nester with a spouse on the verge of retirement. And as I enter into this phase of my life, it's, I'm finding it unexpectedly a lot more about a spiritual journey. And I find myself out in nature more saying yes to gardening, but saying yes to a lot of connecting um, with things I never really cared as much about before, but do now. So I'm looking forward to kind of where that brings me. So we are going to tell you a little bit about this sailing adventure that we mentioned in the opening, because that was 
what set the stage for this experience of adventure and connection for us. So we want to give you a little bit of context of what it's like to be on a sailing boat for a week off the coast of Maine. So uh, who'd like to go first and just share a little bit about what that is like? Well, there's a lot of eating involved. Um, one of the things that really kind of was a surprise is just how much food they serve on on a schooner and how amazing it is, or a catch, I should say. It's not a schooner, it's a catch. Um, it, it's an incredible experience to be on a boat for a week with a group of people, and you know you only get off once a day to go take a walk somewhere, uh, and yet it never gets old. For me, the sailing trip was a dream come true. I had um, been sailing a couple of times with a group of men and women in my early 20s when I first moved to Washington, and I always wanted to sail. The idea of being out on the open water and the peace and quiet of a sailboat just always like struck a chord with me. And it was beyond anything that I could have imagined. It was the the peace and the air and the pine trees on the islands as we moved by. It was the quiet um, and it was the time with other people but also the time by yourself and really allowed you to just be and feel and live and connect with whatever or whomever. Well, maybe I'll share a little bit of another side of it, um, which is something I was worried about, which is having to pump a toilet with my foot and <laughs> sleep in a teeny tiny space. Um, it was almost like dorm living. It kind of reminded me of the of being in my early twenties with the shared meals together, but the the small confined spaces. Michelle, and, that would have been the smallest dorm ever. Yeah, it was tiny, <laughs> and also hard to get up into that top bunk for sure. Yeah, that was that was a lesson in humility, trying to get down from that gracefully. Um, and the other part I really remember about it was you know being in the windswept sea spray and what that does to your appearance, and which actually was kind of welcoming. It was nice just to let that go and just enjoy being out there in the nature and letting nature do what it does to you when, you know, when you don't have a hairdryer every morning. I was a little apprehensive about that part just because I was going on a trip with my mom and sharing this, I mean, y'all, when we say a tiny bunk, we had, our, it was like half the size of a dorm room, like it was tiny. And that part was fine, but I was sort of like seven days, um, no f other family around. But it turned out great because there were 22 of us, and she was able to talk to folks, and I was able to talk to folks, and we had time together. It was really fun. Me, there's such there are several different aspects um, of of being out being out on the boat. One is I love the water, I love sailing, I love boating, the wind, the sun. Even the rain. I mean, it rains in Maine. So we even had the rain, and that was welcoming. But the energy from the women, the energy from bonds and friendship and compassion for each other and enjoying certain activities or a lot of activities and enjoying doing nothing, that, that was just so inspirational to me. I hope to do more. Can I bring up one thing? I've lived across the street from Marianne for almost 20 years. And we know each other really well, but I saw a side of her I'd never seen before. Her sister was there, and her sister is hilarious, and she brings out the side of Marion that I had never seen. Marion was cutting up. She was hilarious. She was sarcastic. And I was like, this is 
this is really cool. Leslie and I have gone to church together for I don't even know how long. So it was like a really cool um, way to get to know people in a way that I just didn't before. And one other thing, too, you mentioned the windswept hair. I um, I, I confess that I was really anxious about the hair thing because one thing about being gray is you really worry a lot about having your hair styled because it's already a lot different from everybody else. So I actually bought this little battery-operated fan, and I intended to try to blow-dry my hair <laughs> with the fan, um, which didn't work really well. And so I, I very quickly was like, okay, I'm just going to have to roll with it. And that whole week was about just rolling with it, you know? I mean, you just... There wasn't much you could do. You didn't need to look beautiful. You just had to enjoy being there. I was going to say it was freeing, right? Mm-hmm. And and to your point, if you're in a bunk that has space for one person to stand while the other person has to stay in their bed, you don't have time to, you know, beautify. You just need to be natural. You just need to be comfortable. And doing all of that allows you know, it sounds a little cliche. It allows your soul to be open to receive. And I think that's something that each of us in our own way, we're open to receiving because all of the other pretensions, all of the other things that were taking up space in, in your brain and in your heart um, were not there. You, you were just able to just be. The inner beauty. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about some of the activities. I'm just looking over at you, Carmen, because you did something really adventurous and fun. And I think it kind of was about, you know, who you are. Yeah, to me, it wasn't that adventurous. It's just kind of what I do. But then I guess other people thought it was. So I love to swim more than anything in the world. And I really didn't care that it was the water was 50 degrees in Maine. I was getting that ocean no matter what. So um, we got to a cove that was deep enough, and the captain said that I could jump off the side of the boat, and I recruited a couple other 20-somethings to go with me into the water, and it was so fun. I think I did a flip off the side of the boat. It took me a couple tries before I did that, but I, that's my one trick that I can do. And, um, but it was also fun because the water, when you hit the water, it was so refreshing. Um, but the one thing I did notice was after about a minute, I started slurring my speech and realized, oh, I better get out of the water because I'm going to get hypothermia. I think we did it two different occasions. It was super fun. So what were some other favorite moments from that trip? Well, for me, it was a lot of the eating. <laughs> and I hate to keep coming back to the food, but the food was amazing. And um, and it started at like 7 in the morning every single day. That it, it, And to me, I, I love to cook. It's the hobby that I have. I was absolutely fascinated by the way they produced food for all of the people and passengers and crew from a tiny little galley kitchen that's like the size of this table. Every single day, beginning at 7 a.m. with a different fresh pastry every morning before breakfast, and then breakfast and lunch, and lunch was followed by dessert, and then appetizers, and then dinner. It was just amazing. Um, So it was adventures in eating for me, Um, but I enjoyed every moment of it. But you know what I remember about that, Leslie Ann, is that connection you had with uh, Chef Bradley during that whole experience. I know it was, it was great food, but I think you really formed a great relationship with the chef. I did. I spent a lot of time sitting outside the galley chatting with him while he was working. And he, um, he actually put, at one point, my daughter, who was on the trip, um, and I and another passenger to work and talk about an adventure. He had us making fresh pasta in the, in the, um, in the, the, the bottom of the boat. Uh, for 35 people by hand 
And that was actually really fun. And we had pasta strung up all along the galley downstairs. It was great. It was delicious, too. (laughs) (laughs) I like the evening activities as well. Leslie Ann put together a mystery night. We had a like a dance party, a decades night, which was fun because there were different age groups. I mean, from 13 to 74? 76. 76. And um, just to see everybody's childlike, I guess you would say, energy in the evenings was fun with the activities and pub night and so forth. So I did enjoy that just as much as I enjoyed sitting on the edge of the boat, letting that wind hit my face, just literally being soaked in nature, literally. Um, It was just beautiful. Kudos to you, Marianne, because you were the mastermind who thought up all those activities. Thank you. And that was an important piece to making the whole thing work. Thank you. And a couple of the women who didn't talk at all showed up in the best outfits. Do you remember that? For the decades? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, and that like brought them kind of into the group, which was cool. Yeah. And that kind of reminds me of one of the takeaways I had or what was meaningful for me, because I think a lot of times in life we do go around and we kind of look and imagine what people's lives are like. And then when you actually take the time to get to know people, like all of a sudden this surprise costume comes out and you're like, wow, I didn't know that was part of her nature. And so it was a good reminder to me that when you connect with people and you take time to hear their story, you learn so much about them. And that kind of frees you up, I think, also to be vulnerable and share your story, too. Mm -hmm. You know, in the crew, some of the crew even jumped in Mm -hmm. on some of the evenings uh, with our activities as well. And the crew was amazing. They really worked hard at making sure we enjoyed um, the time that we had there. So I think that was a nice piece of it as well. I did a lot of crafts. I felt like I was nine years old again. I did a lot of crafts, just like I did all those camp. rope bracelets. Oh, all those rope bracelets. Helen and I sat and did rope bracelets together without talking for like several hours. And we it, it was great. It reminded me of something that I used to like to do and that I'd completely forgotten about. Bar landing, fun moments, do you remember? So um, we had a, a hike, and I'll let you share the story um, as well, on one of the islands that we stopped at where I guess there were four of us mm-hmm. um, who had decided to maybe go off in a different direction, right? Was that? Yeah, we kind of went right when everybody else was going left, and we kind of decided we're going to go around this island completely. We have enough time to do it. And we encountered at one point a huge fog of huge mosquitoes. And there was, I think each one of us was thinking, should we turn back? But as a group, we decided not to, right? And um, I think one of the really most special parts of that hike, and, and it wasn't just the beauty when we went down the rocks to the water and saw this gorgeous, clear, like, water that you would see in the Caribbean, right, and didn't know you would see that in Maine. But but it was that we were each encouraging the other. We had different paces. We had different um, adventure styles, if you will. But as a group, we we formed this group. We created this new bond. And, and as that unit, we shared this really special adventure. And I think that was, um, for me, one of the, the highlights of a week full of highlights and and special moments it was an adventure within the adventure yeah and I think that comment you know if I had encountered that you know fog of mosquitoes alone I might have turned back 
But your point about encouraging each other was really important and it made it a special um, adventure. Lots of suspense in that trip, not knowing what's going to happen from one day to the next. That's one thing. I mean, I love the fact about wind jamming is about no agenda, not knowing, but, you know, we'd row ashore. Sometimes it was a cute little town. Sometimes it was a hike, but we never knew. And I kind of like that suspense of it. Now, I kept things a little suspenseful, too, as far as I didn't tell everybody exactly about the bathroom situations. <laughs> I was to be like camping on the water, but I, I don't know if anyone thought that they would have private shower and bath in their rooms. But anyway, it worked out. Those bathrooms were scrupulously clean. That was the only thing that really, really mattered. But and I love no phone. I loved having no phone for a week. I shut that thing off and I just left it there and told everybody you'll have to find answers elsewhere. It was a little hard to get used to the idea that you can't really shower every day as much as you would want to shower because it was a limited amount of water on board, but there was always enough water for coffee. It's true. So. And Carmen, you mentioned feeling like a nine-year-old when you're doing the crafts, and that's something that really resonated with me because I think that that trip allowed us to be our genuine selves, which includes kind of remembering who we were before the responsibilities and expectations of adult life took over. And I think that's part of midlife is rediscovering those things that you love to do that made you unique, that maybe didn't always conform and kind of finding them again and having an opportunity to expand on them. What did you find that from when you were little that you liked on the trip? Well, when I was little, I used to get in trouble a lot for speaking a lot and for being what the teachers would call bossy. Really? Yeah. But I think what I'm trying to reclaim is uh, maybe it's a, a form of, I don't know, leadership is the right word, but it's okay to be like, hey, let's do this, or to challenge the captain about where we're going to spend our day and push that point a little <laughs> further. So I think it's reclaiming the things that in elementary school I was not rewarded for. <laughs> um, and that when you have them in your work life, it's one thing, but to reclaim your leadership and your desire to kind of do things in a certain way in your personal life is different. And I think that's something I'm trying to tap into a little bit more. I think one of the things for me that happened on the boat is it's kind of a little bit different, but connected to that was that I remembered what it's like to make new friends because you get to a point where, especially being, you know, as I said, a, a wife and mother, a lawyer, I have friends from work. I have friends um, that are the parents of my kids' friends. I have friends from church like Carmen um, and actually Marianne. And you and I first met at church. Um, but this was about making new friendships. And this was the second time I've actually done a windjammer. Marianne and I had, had done one the year before with a, a smaller group of friends. And I came away from that trip with a, a woman, Jean Marie, who I dubbed my best new friend of 2021. And from this trip, I would say Donna was my best new friend of 2022 because we sat there on the boat and we made a real connection. We had a chance to really talk and get to know each other outside of a work environment or, you know, connection through our kids. It was really she and I getting to know each other. And that's just kind of unusual and really valuable at this point in life to think that you can still make new friends. Well, I think that we have so many roles in life, mother, wife, work that boat allowed us it stripped us from all those other roles we were just us 
and we were able to bond in a way with our with friends, new people yes. that became friends or old friends, just renewing those relationships or spending more time with them. So the role really became friendship, which was interesting, stripping everything else away. I mean, we were able to have that youthfulness of our old selves as well. I hate to say it as old selves, but because it's still a part of us. And I felt like that playfulness definitely exhibited itself with most people. Um, we had no constraint. It was really nice. I also think wait. coming out of COVID, because we did this trip in spring of, tw- uh, summer of 22, summer right. of 2022. It was the first time I'd spent a lot of time with other people since COVID. And I was kind of out of shape with that. Like at first it was a lot. And then over time, I, I it was like a physical transformation in terms of, oh my gosh, I did not realize how isolated I had become and how much I needed to be with other people. And then y'all, I flew home and I immediately got COVID, but at least I didn't get COVID on the boat. That was the only thing that I cared about. You know, another piece that was kind of precious for me was that when you're in an environment like that with a group of other women, you remember that you can learn things from other people. And I, I, I know that like in past stages of life, I don't know if this is true for you guys, but it was for me, um, particularly being a lawyer in a, in what was a very male dominated field when I started, um, less so now, thankfully. Um, but there's definitely a competitive element to your interactions with, with other professional women. Um, even in, let's be honest, even when you're dealing with the other parents at school, there's a little bit of a competitive element, but there, there it translates into, you know, whose kids are the better athletes or getting the better grades. It was really nice in this environment to not have that kind of competition. And it was really just about spending time together. And I felt free in that environment to learn a little bit more about things that were happening that I was interested in that I could pick up from other people. So like I keep mentioning food because I do like to eat. Um, And I was feeling a little self-conscious on the boat because I was at a heavier point. And I had a great conversation with Marla um, because Marla, you really inspired me to just do what I could do little bits every day. Um, and you introduced me to Leah Bartha on Instagram, um, who does these very short fitness and, and sort of like yoga, Pilates kind of lessons. And I felt in a place where I could accept that instruction or that information and not feel like bad about myself because like you're totally fit and I'm totally not. Um, but that's good, right? I mean, we need to be able to get information and support and help from each other. I like that. I think, you know, that's that's one of the um, a takeaway from from the boat trip, but also from my relationship and friendship with Marianne. And I think that, um, you know, Marianne um, and I met 20 years ago, I, I think, when our um, our uh, sons were in fifth grade and we formed an instant connection. And, and I've always felt that have a very full life. I have a lot of friends. I have um, circles of friends, circles of women's women friends over the years. And sometimes you felt like I didn't have room to make new friends. And then I met Marianne and I was like, whoa, yes, I have room for this <laughs> new friend. And, um, and, and, and Marianne, you've inspired me to um, do more and and be brave and and I admire everything that you do and how you take on ch- 
challenges, but not even just how you take them on, how you seek them out and then achieve them. And so rather than think about that as competition, I've looked at it as encouragement and really thinking about how do I take some of what I get from you and from new friendships and old friendships and just allow that to keep letting me build on who I am. Very, I just think it's very much um, something that that at a point in our life we can do and also at a point in our life that we can share with other generations, right? I, we don't all have to wait until we're 58 or 61 to realize how much inspiration um, we can get from the support of each other, whether it's going through that mosquito field or um, taking on a new exercise routine or deciding to do a sprint triathlon. Well, you inspire me too. All of you do, for sure. I th there's something about women inspiring each other and bonds. And I was listening to you, and you know that you've inspired me so much as well. But I think about when you think about the high school friendships that we had and the college and the giggling at night and doing activities together, and then we do get married or we may choose to get married, have children, have career paths, whatever it may be, and it kind of goes to the wayside. And now it's kind of woken up. And I get to do all that with you guys, and I appreciate that so much. And I think we're on to something with these adventures and these trips, and I hope a lot of people will be inspired to do the same thing and connect with each other like we're connecting with each other. Yesterday afternoon, I was with one of my closest friends. We went to lunch together. We had sushi then she, there's this new wine store. We went and had a bottle of wine and we're relaxed. I was with her all day, like in college, where you would like hang out all day. My husband's out of town. My son was working. The two of us actually rode over to where my son was working and said hi to him because she's friends with him, not friends with him, but you know, she's known him since I was pregnant with him. And later that night, he's like, what'd you and Elena do? And I was like, oh, we did this and we did that. And he's like, so y'all were just kicking it. And I said, we were. We were just kicking it all day long. It was so fun. And I look forward to more of that. So let's talk about how this experience has kind of stayed alive and woken up parts of us and we're, that are influencing how we um, are moving forward in our lives now. So I think for me, a lot um, was slowing down and um, uh Staying in moments that are quiet, uh, that's not my personality. I'm an Enneagram 7, so I'm moving. I'm trying to do a lot. I'm thinking of fun. I, I don't stay in difficult moments. I sort of work through them and push them aside. And, and being on this trip really allowed me to stay in those moments, in that quiet, to look more at the moon, to allow myself to think and feel and um, read poetry, or um, I recently did a uh, three-week, well, it was once a week over the course of three weeks, Zoom class on a um, Vietnamese um, Buddhist monk and his teachings. And anybody who knows me would be like, you did what? <laughs> um, but it's something that resonated with me, and I said, be open to it, feel it, see it, um, and try it. 
I think for me, it was more of a physical thing because I, I, I felt coming away from that, just remember that you can always do things that seem difficult, like sleeping in a bunk where the roof is only six inches from the top of your nose or getting in a boat and being at the, I don't know, you're, you're, you're a rower, Carmen, so I don't know the correct term, but I was in the front of the boat setting the pace for the other rowers. And that's just really not me. But from that experience, I got the sense of just put yourself out there, do things, make yourself have experiences and don't worry so much if you're going to do it right or wrong or as well as somebody else, just do it. No, that's actually a, that's great you said that because I'm, I'm something that I know that, that I don't like to do, haven't liked to do is do new things because I don't like to fail. And so if you don't do something that you haven't done before, you're not going to fail, right? Because, right. And so um, I have a bracelet that says face everything and rise. I hoisted sails on the boat using my lack of upper body strength but I didn't say I can't do this because I have no upper body strength instead I said I'm gonna try this and that was really a, a different way of looking at things I think diving in to the unknown to something you've never challenged yourself with we always told our kids right as they were growing up you can do anything live your dream there's no ceiling, just go for it. And I just feel now I have the time to do that for myself. I've always done that to some extent anyway, but now it's like a challenge to do that. Like I've taken that on as a challenge. So I think it's, you know, for me, it's waking up to those parts of myself that maybe I haven't really let live and breathe for a long time. And, uh, you know, choosing that adventure and connecting with others and being comfortable enough just to be my own self, which I think is a really important thing at this stage in our lives. Carmen, did you have some other tips or ideas you wanted to I, share too? The only thing I was thinking was that, you know, as I look to the net, we don't know how long we'll have good health in midlife, right? So if we're lucky into our mid eighties, right? But maybe, maybe not. And so I'm really excited about this next chapter in terms of seizing some of these opportunities. I'm kind of at the top of my game professionally I feel like my family's in a pretty decent situation. You know, I don't know. that That's day-to-day -day with, with kids and that stuff, of which I have a lot at the moment. But um, I, I'm really excited to explore my friendships and how far I can push myself intellectually. And then, you know, like my whole focus on health and fitness for many years was really about, like, achievement and it's completely different now. Like now it's about how do I increase my health span? How do I stay as healthy as I can for as long as I can? It's completely different. And I think that trip was just a reminder that fun and play and friendship is a part of all of that. So we want to thank you all for joining us at this very first episode of the Midlife Midsters podcast. And we're looking forward to hopefully you finding this a safe, comfortable space to kind of wake up to those parts of yourself in midlife that you want to say yes to and to celebrate and to join us on our adventure as we move forward. So thank you. <laughs>